Welcome back to the creators, everybody. <laughs> Today I'm joined by oh, Mr. Man. Ryan. <clears throat> Whoa, Mr. Ryan Dennis. And for those of you that don't know Ryan, he knows you because he's edited every single episode of the creatives podcast up until today and it's just one yeah. of those things where it's a round circle it's, it's, it's a round circle. after months <laughs> months months it's <laughs> it's funny because there's there's a meme of like you know the editor who goes out in public and starts saying hi to all these people yeah it's like oh hey man like <laughs> and they're like who are you and you're like oh you don't know me right that's right yeah I exactly i had to, I actually had that happen at the uh, motorama in toronto last yeah. weekend or it was like two weekends ago and i, I know this guy <clears> who has a miata for people who probably last a couple episodes ago, uh, I forget the guy's name. Luke. Luke. Yeah. Yeah. Luke Webster. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were talking about have a, have a couple of Miatas and all that. I have two. I, I was talking to this guy on Instagram mm-hmm. about car stuff, and I ended up meeting. I wanted to meet the guy. I ended up meeting at this car show, and I, wa- I no joke what I walked up to the guy. I was like, "You don't know me, but you do." And he's just like, what are you talking about? Like, I have a white Miata. He's like, "Oh yeah, right." He okay, knows cool. you for your car. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's so, so sick. It's just it's weird how many people I know and I have no idea who I am. Mm-hmm. It's weird. That's but, fun. That's the, that's the life of an editor. We're going to get yeah. all into that today. Yeah. Uh, but welcome back to the creators, everybody. This is episode 14. We're almost at 15 episodes, which is just crazy today. I'm joined by Mr. Ryan Dennis, who is a visual artist who does a lot of photography and cinematography. And Ryan and I met through our shared passion for cars and especially old shit boxes. And, um, you know, <laughs> that's, one to, that's one way to put it. <laughs> we, we, we met in the car scene, uh, you know, through friends and it, there's a really good car community in Ottawa. And, uh, we met many years ago and we were kind of on similar paths, you know, going into the, the space of video and we're going to dive into kind of Ryan's past today. We're going to learn about kind of how he got here, how we ended up working together, what we do kind of, maybe we'll talk about a little bit about our process for the podcast. So people can yeah. kind of yeah, get absolutely. an understanding of, of how we make this show. Um, you may know Ryan for some of his companies. He has Mount Media Films, which we'll get into and uh, Red Means Record, yes. which is a bit more, profe- the- I wouldn't say professional, but <clears throat> more diverse in that's what cool. I do. Yeah. So I guess that's a good way to put it. That's cool. And uh, big shout out to Midnight Hour Studios. Minute Hour Studios is a uh, pretty much a blank canvas studio space that you can rent in Ottawa, and they have given you, the listener, 25% off your first booking. So you can use this space to create anything that your mind can think of. And uh, the owners of this place are also very, very cool. So if you have any questions, just give them a shout. They'd be happy to uh, assist you. So thank you, Midnight Hour Studios. Thank you to our editor, Ryan, even though he's sitting right here. Hey. I always look and make notes nice. to him. Um, <laughs> hey, Ryan, make sure you get that. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'll talk a little bit about how we make the show first before we dive into all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think that's good to start that off on that. Yeah. So the creatives. So myself, Ramsey, I uh, own and operate Pano Media, which is a video production company based in Ottawa. And we create commercial video. We do drone work. We yep. do a lot of content for marketing. Mm-hmm. So the creatives podcast was a bit of a side project that I decided to do. Uh, mostly it was a, ne- it's a networking endeavor. It's a challenge in communication. It's a challenge in production, as you can see all the stuff around us. Yeah. And it was a way to create content with honestly as little of a time commitment as possible, but I kind mm-hmm. of 
ate my own foot there because it's <laughs> taking up a decent amount of time. Yeah. But the idea is that you shoot a podcast, you shoot a master episode, and then you get one piece of content from there, and then you can then carve out multiple little clips, and yep. then you can create six pieces of content from one recording session. So that's kind of like why mm -hmm. I started The Creatives was to, one, create content, two was to network, and then three was just to like give people a platform to talk about themselves, to showcase who they are yeah. and share with the people in their lives what they're doing. Um, and it's, you know, we're on 15 episodes now and there's just 14. Oh, 14, 14. Mm. Sorry. I caught you on that one. You did get me on that. Oh. Thanks for being here. You should come to every You're episode. Record. <laughs> <laughs> so we're on, we're on 14 episodes now and there's so many more people that oh, uh, yeah. are going to, come on this show and we're going to have some cool convos and mm -hmm. I can't wait. Like, honestly, we're going to have a thousand episodes at some point. At the, oh yeah. At this, there's, well, there's, just, there's many just so many people in this city that people mm -hmm. don't know about. Yeah. Like not just the car scene that we started in, but there's some, like there's people I went to college with mm -hmm. that I can probably talk to, but now they're working in Toronto, but like from such a small city, so much can expand Yeah, and it's insane. Exactly. Like, like I didn't even know there was someone here in the city, bad dog. Yeah, that make has apparel like for vintage clothes. I'm that's like, cool. that's sweet. Now I gotta go there because yeah. like that, that's cool. How this is all oriented around not just media people, mm -hmm. but all types of some sort of creative. Absolutely, because yeah. yeah. creativity is not a linear thing. It's not something you I like. You can't put it in a box. You can't. No. You can't say like you are a creative and you are not because mm -hmm. we are all as Mr. Francois Mitten said, everyone is a creative. Um, because you can express creativity through everything. Like yep. it's just doing something in a unique way, finding a unique solution to a problem or approaching something differently. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, that's kind of the, the conversations start with the creatives, creativity, and they kind of snowball into learning about people, learning about their journeys and learning about, um, mm -hmm. kind of how we are all alike. We're more alike than we are different. So from a production standpoint, where we are today, you know, we're recording inside of Midnight Hour Studios. Yep. Beautiful um, studio. Awesome space. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's super handy because mm -hmm. we can do a nice overhead lighting setup and really like slide that C-stand all the way up and get a nice top-down light. So right now we have a couple of lights. If you're looking at this on video, um, we have a light front lighting us from the front. It's an Amran 200X with a nice rectangular softbox that's filling in the front of us. We have another Amran 200X on top of us with a Aperture Light Dome 2 and a grid kind of top lighting. Yeah. We have an Amran F21X, which is a two foot by one foot LED panel, giving us a nice hair light, glowing us a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, we have just a Philips Hue bulb manually controlled in that hallway over there. There's an Aperture MC in the plant behind us. And there's an Aperture 60X lighting up the gray or brown barn, barn door back mm -hmm. there. Uh, and we're shooting, so we're shooting the video on a Sony a7S three and audio is going through sure SM seven B mics on these lovely K and M stands right here. They're so nice. They're nice. Cause I had the cheap Amazon stands for kept, so many they years. Falling down. They, the mic yeah. would just slowly fall. So Cameron yeah. who, uh, he grew up, his father was a musician. Mm -hmm. So he grew up on in like just kind of immersed in the world of, of live music and yeah. live shows. So he's like, you got to get these stands are the best ones. They're really not that expensive. They're just very good made. So yep. these are holding the lovely SM7Bs. And this is all being recorded into a Sound Devices Mix Pre 3 
mixer recorder thing which is on the table so if you ever see my eyes kind of going down <laughs> i'm just monitoring audio to make sure that um it's still recording yeah and, and we're not blowing people's ears out no we're not blowing people's ears yeah. out um so luckily that hasn't happened yet no you know i don't <laughs> think so i i like no. to I, I hope you're enjoying the quality i really put a lot of effort in to mm -hmm. make sure the audio is good so basically when we record an episode i'll take you know, the two audio channels, yep. I'll mix them down. I'll tweak individually mm -hmm. the voices. If one person spoke lower, I'll level them out. And then I'll give Ryan, you, Hi. I'll give Ryan <laughs> a, a file that syncs right up to the, the camera. So I always make it the exact same length as the scratch audio. Yeah. So then Ryan will take it. Ryan will color grade it. He'll cut back and forth side to side. Yep. And then he will create reels out of it. And then those will get distributed all over the internet and uh it's a work in progress you know yep. I, i'm learning he's learning he's learning yep you know we've been working on this since yep. october november i want i want to say november yeah november of 2022 yeah. and it's now march of 2023 and um it's it's been a cool process yeah. and you know for those of you listening like ryan <laughs> ryan knows who you are i know i know all you. of the people that have been yeah. on the show <laughs> I know all your deep and darkest secrets. Yeah, even <laughs> even the stuff when we cut the cameras. Exactly. He knows. Yeah, but I know what you're too. saying before you actually start, and then after. There's like there's a good like I want to say five minutes of just jibber jabber that I know about. That's funny. So, Sometimes yeah. those are the best convos though. Those are the great. The before uh, yeah. you roll and then the after you cut. Exactly. You're like I should have kept. Well, it's just like when you put in like you know what you have for breakfast. Like mm -hmm. I don't know if those. I technically sometimes don't know if those are supposed to be cut out, but I keep them in because it just adds a bit of human nature to it absolutely because we're all just human right we're we not are. we're not robots mm -hmm. so i'm just gonna throw in like what do you have for breakfast no, yeah i'm gonna put it in i don't care it's a good question yeah. i learned that from my friend gehani she works uh she used to work with studio 2020 now she works mm -hmm. with origin camera and i watched her uh conduct an interview on camera okay and that was the first question that she asked was what did you have for breakfast and if they don't answer it's what, what is your favorite breakfast so yeah. her and francois used to kind of always deploy that question okay because uh, they used to work together and that, that's kind of when i met them and i was like this is just genius yeah because it just breaks the ice yeah it's it, it like, breaks it, it makes it more comfortable mm -hmm. right? and it might make people second guess like Shit, i should probably be eating breakfast yeah <laughs> i am <laughs> well, so bad for that if my what if did my, you have if my friend kevin watches this he'll know exactly the fact that i don't eat breakfast in the morning and i'm terrible for it so you didn't eat breakfast today no, I did actually. I had a, I had a coffee and a bagel. I say I say bagel weird. <laughs> coffee is not part. I guess coffee is oh, part of breakfast. Coffee's that's a daily occurrence. That's okay, Come on man. Now. Um, <laughs> so that's 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 kind of like a bit about the show, the creatives. This is Ryan Dennis. This is yep. the guy who's editing, and and we're gonna keep working. We're we're continuously trying to improve the experience for yep. you, the listener, you, the viewer. Um, and if you happen to be watching this on YouTube, just know that you can listen on the go on Spotify, Apple podcasts, and Amazon music. And if there's any other platforms that you would like it to be on, like any sort of audio streaming platforms, just let us know, shoot us an email. All of our contact info is down below. Let us know, be like, Hey, I want this on. I actually don't even know what other streaming platforms there are. I'm sure um, there's, there's a couple more. I think like Spotify is the number one and then, and then YouTube, mm -hmm. like YouTube music. Yeah. YouTube. I don't know if it's on YouTube music. It's on YouTube as a video, but yeah. anyway, if there's anywhere you'd like to see it, just let us know. Um, we're always working to make it as accessible as possible. And um, yeah, so that's, that is the creatives. That is, yeah. that's the, the, the structure of how the this spiel. is done. Yeah. I have, I have nothing to hide. Like, I mean, I'm not yeah. breaking ground here with the tools that I'm using, but yeah. it's, uh, it's been a culmination of recommendations. Like mm -hmm. Ryan will give me tips about like, try framing it this way, try yeah. tweaking this. Steven gave me recommendations for audio and just like, 
you know, it's it's cool. You work with all these people, and then like yeah, like you you as the project that you're creating, you learn how to make it better from other people who also are part of it and hmm. also watching it, which yeah, is really cool. really neat. Yeah, yeah. It, it's cool. It's one of my favorite things too when someone shows up and they see the lights. Yeah. And like, there's been a few creatives on the show who are very familiar with holding a camera but yeah. are never in front of the lens. And that's this, me. That's I'm you. never in front of the lens. Have you ever been on, you know, you've made some videos well, about okay. your cars. Yeah. And like, like I've done like, like vlog stuff. Oh God. This is like going back to like when I originally was doing like, like I want to say I'm automotive stuff very frequently. Like okay. I want to say back in 2017, mm -hmm. 2018, uh, still back in college at the time, uh, in front of camera, like, you know, doing car stuff, you know, working on my own car. I did like yeah. some like build vlog stuff. But I'm like never in front of camera because I'm most creatives who, you know, work with cameras are more comfortable behind the camera. It's just exactly. kind of a natural thing. Um, but it's, so it's very rare for me to be up here. But I, it's, I kind of like it. One, it gets you out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to break that ice in some way. Yeah. And this is a good way to do it because you're just you're not having a normal conversation. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm imagining you guys aren't there right now. Yeah. Even though I can't because I know you're there. <laughs> and one of the coolest <laughs> things I like about creating digital content is like, well, first of all, like my kids one day are going to be able to look back and, you know, look at their dad, which would be me hypothetically, yeah. but see me at various stages of my life. And whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I just think it's cool to be like, you want to know exactly. what I look like at 26? Here's a video. Here's 20 yeah. videos. <laughs> exactly. Like I, I, I have videos still on YouTube actually anymore. I took them off because I didn't want to embarrass myself in front of my friends. <laughs> Uh, I have them downloaded though. Okay. Um, never and anything. yeah, never delete anything. Uh, but they're, they're videos back from like high school when okay. I was doing like visual effects and wow. you know practicing 3D modeling and 3D tracking and star all that fades. stuff. And no, no star fades. <laughs> no star fades. <laughs> I, I I I used a little bit of Windows Movie Maker, but I I strayed away from it once I learned Adobe. Um, but there's a bunch. There's like a deep dark side of not. I wouldn't say dark, but there's a dark. There's a deeper side of my my expertise, and mm -hmm. there's like there's 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 visual content to to show that and mm -hmm. to be like visually like this. I actually did this. Yeah. But I don't want to show anybody because I'm never in front of camera and I don't like how I look in front of camera. So, yeah, but it's it's just it's more so what I like about being on camera is it's the transparent nature. It's like, yeah, you know, like I, I know some people want to stay low key and they don't want the mm -hmm. public to see them. But like we live in a world where there is zero privacy. There's security oh, cameras at every inch, every corner. Unless you live yeah. in a bush, you're being seen the second you step out of your house. There's oh, yeah. doorbell cams. There's cameras in cars. There's cameras on buildings. There's cameras in phones. And, and it's like these cameras are not only being accessed by the people who own the devices. Yeah. They are being accessed by oh, potentially anyone. So yeah. in that regard, you're never not going to be seen. No. So I'd rather put some effort into how I'm being seen. Not put some effort mm -hmm. how I'm being seen, but like like show myself the way I want to show myself, which exactly. is through yeah. conversation and cool production. And yeah, yeah. I, uh, w welcome to the show. Welcome to this, this well, side of the lens. Man. I know it's, it's, it's kind of nice, <laughs> but I know I'm gonna have to listen to this later while editing and watch myself. We're going to have to get someone else to edit. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. We'll have to see. Yeah. Uh, maybe, we, maybe you do it or I don't know. I can do it. I can still do it. I don't, I don't care. It's yeah. part of my job, but <laughs> yeah, that's funny, yeah. man. So, Ryan, well, I want to dive in a little bit about you and your origin story and how you yeah, ended up with a camera in your hand and oh, doing it for a living and, and just being passionate about it. How did you get here? Oh, Where'd man, you start? that goes way back. Um, I say way back. Decent a while. Yeah. Um, I want to say like, like 2009 or like grade nine. Nice. Oh, grade, grade eight. 
That's very. Spe- that's the specific date. That that is right there. Is when it started. Grade eight is when it started. Mm-hmm. Out in middle school, in Winnipeg, Manitoba. No way. Very. Oh, so you're from Winnipeg. I was born in BC, uh, so I was born in Vancouver Island, so Victoria. Sick. Uh, nice so I've been all over the place. Yeah. Uh, I, I wish I was out near the ocean again, but it's, it's really expensive to live out there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, military family moved all around. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole media side of things, I'll start in grade eight, mm-hmm. uh, middle school, uh, uh, one teacher, uh, basically the class was like a multimedia class and we're doing drama stuff and videos and things mm-hmm. like that. And that was like the time I picked up like a, I guess, proper quote unquote camera. Like it a was DSLR? Like, it was an old DSLR. I was like, a t3 or something like nice. that like pretty outdated now yeah um but i picked that up and i was like this is cool like this is sweet mm-hmm. like the fact that i can take an Im- like take an image yeah and it's like there and i can like edit it i was like that's so freaking cool and that's when it all started and i was like all right this is what i want to do nice and to have that dedication for so long mm-hmm. one it's kind of rare to have that for some people to be like mo- mo- find what they want to do for a career so early on within mm-hmm. their life it was i was very lucky i guess i had zero clue no. I had no idea, like, what the heck. I still well, don't know what I want to do. Believe me, I, I still have moments where I'm like, I have no idea what I want to do still sometimes. Like, <laughs> yeah. like you know, lack of motivation and, mm-hmm. you know, you get discouraged and things like that. Um, but from finding my, what I wanted to do back then to mm-hmm. to now, um, it was kind of a roller coaster, yeah. I'd say. Um, always wanted to do video. That was like, the, that's like the number one thing I always wanted to I stick to is getting in the film industry, being a director of photography or getting into like visual effects. Mm. So what really started it uh, for me was uh, the visual effects side of things. Cool. So, you know, YouTube channels like Corridor Digital and Corridor like Fr- is a really Freddie cool W, yeah, Corridor Crew and all that. Yeah. I watch them still to this day ever since 2008. They make some mind-bending oh, visual insane. effects. And yeah. I, I, I still like think like I want to keep doing it, but it's just, it's so in-depth. Mm-hmm. Like you, you have to wrap your brain around, like it's, it's completely... It's it's like doing like normal filming with a camera in in, in person like we talked about this in the past a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but everything you do in the digital space is pretty much the same as you do in the real world. But it's like you're you're opening it up into a into a realm of that just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, <laughs> like just defying physics. Exactly. Yeah. It's just a stuff. it's a it's a black hole that sucks you in and you can't get out. Okay. Yeah. So it it started with that. And I started doing, you know, you know, learning how to 3D track and 3D modeling and taking 3D models and rigging them to throw them into visual effects side of things for uh, in-camera, like, fake uh, person, pretty much, or, like, mm-hmm. subject. Um, and then that's when it was, ro- like, ball was rolling, high school came around. Uh, and then once I got into, like, grade 10, the same teacher that I had in middle school went to that high school. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, sweet. All right, well, I'm gonna pick your brain, and we're just gonna keep doing stupid stuff as high school students. Yeah. Um. So we ended up doing a pretty like an hour and a half long film, like like a like a in grade few, ten, a grade ten, grade eleven. That's I think pretty. It was like, something like that. This was, was the teacher of the multimedia class. You yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um. Sick. This was like a hour and a half long feature film, mm-hmm. all put together by the entire school, pretty much. And it it, it brings me back because like it, it was like pretty much I guess one of my my full like full-scale production yeah meanwhile we're only shooting on like dslrs and things like that but there was like 200 people involved with this actors and then crew and all that stuff yeah turned out to be freaking amazing i was like you still have a copy of it it's on youtube nice it is on youtube i don't really want to disclose it okay it's like i can say the name the link may or may not be in the description it may or may not i can i can disclose the names 
and then see if people can find it on their own time. One was mm-hmm. called Crawl Space or The Crawl Space. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, the other one was The Elevator. Cool. And those are like really like, I guess like dark yeah. type of films and things like that or like really eerie and like mm-hmm. the plot changes and, you know, it's medieval and then it goes like sci-fi or something or like zombies and stuff. It's, it's really weird. Yeah. But like there's a pretty good structure to it for, for what we did back then was pretty impressive in, for grade in, 10 yeah for grade 10 yeah yeah i had a grade 10 yeah. photography class and like that was my first experience with a dslr we had these nikon mm-hmm. cameras and our school was fairly new so we had resources to have yeah cameras yeah. and and photoshop and whatever and other stuff but i remember i learned how to do like a panning shot mm-hmm. and how to do like a tilt shift and yeah. like in post do a tilt shift yeah tilt you, shift effect blur the top blur yeah the blur the top blur the bottom yeah. groundbreaking i know and then yeah. even at this time in grade 10 when i was in grade 10 instagram was on the rise and it was yeah. at that time it was purely about the photos it was oh, about yeah. the effects that you could do yeah. inside so i would shoot the photos on the school camera email them to my ipod touch mm-hmm. and then bring them into instagram and edit them and if you look at my personal instagram or even no, I think if you look at the my the Pano Media Instagram, yeah. which was not what it is today at one yeah. point. If but you go back to the back. first photos, <laughs> you'll see those photos. I photographed like my friend's bracelet, the yeah. Obey sweater, yeah. just silly stuff in yeah. high school. But it it is it, it but it's, it's what sparked it. That's the thing, right? But so I started then, and I put a camera down for yeah. a couple of years. A little and while, it's just life. But did you keep going? Like through high school, where did you have your own camera at that point? Um, yeah, so I, I got my own camera in Winnipeg. Nice. I got a T2i. So this was all in Winnipeg, right? This was, like, this. This, this, this was still all in Winnipeg. Oh, nice. You weren't even in Ottawa yet. Not yet. Wow. No, this is still, I, I graduated high school in Winnipeg. Nice. So, so yeah, I got my first camera. It was grade 12, I want to say, or grade grade 11, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got my first camera, and then that's when I was like, all right, things are kind of getting real because I have my own gear. Yeah. So I've always had a camera in my hand ever since then. I've never had not had a camera in my possession or, or owned to me. Sorry. Sometimes I don't have a camera on me at this particular yeah, moment other than my phone. Man. I know. I, I'm slacking. <laughs> my camera bag's over there. There's no camera. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, like uh, it's always it always started from then. Uh, and then once that kind of ended, 2014, moved out to Ottawa. That was our last posting. In 2014? In 2014. That's right. when I moved here. I guess that's when you gra- we graduated high school the same year. Yeah, same year. So when you graduated, you Yeah, moved so that summer, on, in June, that wow. summer, we moved out here. Did you want to come here? You know, your friends, like, you know, you get to that age where you make a lot of good friends and mm-hmm. then you move, it kind of sucks. And yeah. it is what it is. I hold on to a couple of friends I keep in touch with there, like, long term. Yeah. Uh, but not very many more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, moving out, moving out here... Um, uh, the media stuff still happened, uh, but it was a bit slower. So I, you know, I had to move here, just got to just, just finish high school, needed to get a job. So I worked with like five guys for like, I don't know, a summer or something like that. Nice. And then I got another job at like Cora's for a little while. Nice. And then in the worked, kitchen, uh, in the kitchen. Nice. Yeah. Fast paced environment. Oh man. Sick. I didn't know you worked in a kitchen. Yeah. I worked in a kitchen for seven years. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. You yeah. worked at Gabriel's. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, but yeah, I worked at Cora's for a year and when I started there, I was like, I'm going to school. <clears throat> So that whole year, I just worked my ass off there, yeah. building money for a year, and then went to college at Algonquin for a photography program. I so, think um, Remy, he was here on the last episode. I think yeah. he went for that same program. Oh, really? Yeah, so so a, a lot of people often go to that program. Mainly because it, it's it, photography? It's photography, but it has a, video, a little bit of a video side to okay. it, which is another reason why I took it, because one, I couldn't afford film school. It's like 25 grand or something like that for what, film school. The Toronto Film School one? Yeah, or? the Toronto one. Or I think there's another broadcast media course here at cool. Algonquin, but it, it didn't 
interests me and it was a bit more expensive than I was wanting to really mm-hmm. put towards. So the photography was good because you learn about working with cameras properly and exposure. It's no different than video, I want to say. There's slight differences. Mm-hmm. Um, but joined that program, two-year program, and then had video side, a little bit of entrepreneurship as well, which is really helpful. Mm-hmm. I don't think film school would really teach you that unless they have that course within there. No. Um, but the entrepreneurship side and the video side really helped, and that's the reason why I kind of brought myself in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then did that two-year program there, then graduated 2018. Uh, and then from there, I kind of bounced around jobs. I, you know, like going back to a kitchen just for a little while, because it's really rare that anyone going out of college will get something right in their field right away. Because yeah. people always say you need experience. Well, mm-hmm. it's like, only way you can get experience is if you hire me. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, I don't like when people say that. Like, yeah. come on now. Uh, so I jumped around a little bit, and then I ended up working for Environment Canada for a little nice. while. Uh, and then from there, I worked for a, as a media guy for a tire shop. And then I went, uh, yeah, was it was it there next? I think it was, no, no, sorry. The tire shop was before the government, mm-hmm. I think. There there's so many little places that I jumped around just yeah. from leaving college. It's just how it is. Just to uh, figure it out. Yeah, just to figure it out. Exactly. Uh, I just jumped around a little bit, went to uh, Environment Canada for a little while, and then got a job at Sketches Inc., which you obviously heard of. Yeah. And you know, they're a custom paint shop out in uh, Yeah, Maribel, you did some right? really cool, really yeah. cool work for their so YouTube channel. I'll say working there was quite fun. Yeah. Um, there, I have a lot of experiences, you know, filming different type of content, pretty much like a web series in a way yeah. um, see how you paint a car mm-hmm. uh that was really fun uh, a lot of experience within there and then from there uh got a new opportunity which i'm at now uh just doing media as well and then currently just grinding on freelance stuff nice so man. it's it's been a roller coaster it's cool you're, you're yeah. on the right path man and I, oh yeah so i so you kind of started mount media films mm-hmm. around that that's kind of how i got to know you was yeah we were in the yeah. car scene and you know back then we had way more time on our hands Absolutely. than we do now so yeah. we would spend every friday night meeting up in parking yeah. lots and just hanging out talking just about hanging cars. out and going to cars this was before like was the car scene got a pretty bad rap throughout covid like people started yeah. doing really dumb stuff and cops really started cracking down on any sort of yeah. mod- modif- modified cars and and maybe also we got older. We don't really hang out in parking lots too much anymore. Yeah, but not too often anymore. Like, we're not, like, go out of our no. way to do this. But, like, you were one of the first people I saw with a gimbal in their hands. And I was like, oh, really? holy crap. This yeah. dude is... I used to think <laughs> it looked like a birdcage. It kind of is in some like way. The, 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 Ronin, the Ronin M. Ronin M. Yeah, the which big, I still have. The yeah. big, like... You know, yeah, the, the gimbals wide. under it. None of that stick. Yeah. RS2, RS3. Which I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of those personally, but I don't know. I, I, own. I've only ever operated like stick gimbals. Yeah. Because of, I don't know, budget, I guess. Yeah, budget, time. ease of use, I guess. Ease of use, transportability, yeah. and just like quick setup. But um, yeah. yeah, so can you tell me a little bit about Mount Media Films? Yeah, I can get a What it was, that. what it is, and kind of the yeah. name you operate under right now. Yeah, so Mount Media Films, uh, that was basically... St- Strictly based around like the car stuff okay. when I started, because uh, I got really into the car scene. Then I didn't have a car at the time. I never mm-hmm. had a car at the time, but I started filming stuff because I wanted to. Yeah. Uh, and then it just kind of snowballed. My friend Kevin, who might watch this, will probably say Mount Media doesn't exist anymore because it's been on a hiatus and you just I haven't been posting for like two years. Yeah. I've been busy. I've been a busy guy. Yeah. Uh, I kind of want to change that a bit more this summer since COVID's kind of let up a little bit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like Mount Media is strictly more of just like automotive based. Okay. It's, it's, it's been built around the automotive scene. So mm-hmm. I, I tried to market it a little bit towards my commercial work and more, I guess, 
professional side of things. Yeah. Uh, but it never really worked because everyone knew that brand as like cars car and, and car shows and things like that. Yeah. So that that's basically the story for that. I'm mm-hmm. um, kind of just keeping it for cars. Any car con I shoot, I just throw it on that page. And, okay. you know, it, it's, it's good for the car scene here locally. Yeah. And a little bit, you know, Toronto, Montreal. Um, but if I were to turn the page over to the Red Means Record thing, um, that's a bit more new, mm-hmm. I'd say. That started, I want to say, a year ago or like a year and a bit ago now. Uh, it, it clicked in my mind that I wanted to do this a lot more professional. I'm not saying I wasn't doing professionally before, mm-hmm. uh, but take a bit more of it bit more action towards marketing myself in a more professional way yeah uh so that's why red means record came around i love um, that name by the way i i, I know i know me too it's like, cool. I, it's so it, simple well, yeah because like any any camera you see that's yeah. recording video more or less any cam like any camera mm-hmm. um they have a little red light on it right it usually record, means yeah. recording yeah or so stop or stop too <laughs> no, stop light stop light red means go i mean you don't have to listen to it it's just there yeah <laughs> an un- unsettling stat is a traffic light yeah. will have more legal authority over you no sorry <laughs> traffic light will have more legal authority in this world than you will ever have I, I'm getting, yeah. <laughs> Unless you become a cop. Unless you become a cop. Yeah, you don't want to get too far into that. No, I'm just curious. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so, so Red Means Record is kind of the, that is where your focus is nowadays in doing yeah. like the freelance work and working exactly. sets and so, stuff like that. Yeah, I, I, I've been really driven lately on getting my business started like for full time because mm-hmm. uh, I do work technically a day, uh, not technically, I work a day job currently as a media yeah. media. Uh, creator mm-hmm. uh for content youtube instagram all that stuff um so yeah the, the red music court i, I want to start towing, pulling that into the you know long term mm-hmm. people know what to hire me through it's on you guys and search up reds red means record.com you know i'm gonna plug myself there a Absolutely. little bit <laughs> it'll be in the description yeah everyone yeah, everyone on these shows i yeah. always put their instagram and their website down below so yeah so that you can check them out and reach out to them if you want to talk to them but yeah. Um, um, but yeah, cool. uh, basically that's anyone who wants to get in contact with me doing, you know, mm-hmm. full productions, post-production work like this, yeah. uh, anything like that. Uh, that's my more professional side. Uh, it's cool. an easier name to remember, I'd say, uh, mm-hmm. but more professional. So, yeah. yeah. I want to talk a little bit about, cause we, we do share the similar passion to yeah. cars mm-hmm. and clapped out Miatas apparently, oh, even though they're not so clapped out. <laughs> they're not really clapped out. Um, yeah. so I don't, I don't even know where my passion, my, my father has been, working with cars since mm-hmm. I was a child. He would always bring home cars that he was working on. He worked for Volkswagen for many, he still works for Volkswagen. So he's been with okay. Volkswagen for so, so many years. So I've always been around him on Saturdays. I would go with him and he'd go and fix cars and do like little side jobs. And I would just go with him and hang out and mm-hmm. watch. And, um, he just, I was always like, cool, this is cool cars. Like, mm-hmm. and then as I grew older and it kind of materialized into having my own car and then, yep having race car now i have four cars yeah, and everything just starts snowballing a bit of a mess and they're all over the place but it's great yep. oh it's so much fun um but like i love cars because of the experiences that they enable yep like they bring you like cars brought us together oh yeah and they like they I, I, I wouldn't have known you if i got no, in the car scene absolutely not right. and like there's so many people that i'm friends with today it's because of our shared passion for cars and mm-hmm. you know i i love driving them i love working on them i love looking at them photographing them they yep. actually got me into cameras was cars I yeah all the past episode you said that yeah yeah so i want to know a little bit about like where does your passion for cars come from and how does that kind of 
translate into your camera work and stuff passion for cars i don't exactly know where it came from you don't know it didn't come from my dad no my dad's a military guy he was around boats and airplanes that's didn't really care what he drove no exactly yeah so like for me i don't exactly know where it came from same with my 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 brother i have a twin brother by the way yeah um but for him he's into cars too he's he's a painter at a mercedes-benz now he was he will be both worked at the same paint shop at sketches inc um but like for for both of us we weren't into cars when we moved here back in 2014 we had we had we had no care about cars. We didn't yeah. want to start building one or anything like that. And then I think we went, we went to a couple car meets with a buddy from Cores that we worked with. Okay. Um, and they were like, oh, this is kind of cool. Was like, it the Friday night uh, meets? No, well, uh, that was one of them. But we yeah. went to Hazeldean down oh, near the Eagleton old cars, Road. the classic cars? Yeah, the classic classic car mm-hmm. show, yeah. So we went there and I was like, damn, these, these cars are cool. I want one of something like, like a cool mm-hmm. car like this. And then the more I went to car meets, I just started meeting more people i met mm-hmm. you i met a, a friend group i'm not really close with uh that it was just people within the scene and it just kind of started from there it was just like we just kept going to these meets and i started understanding how cars worked and that you can easily easily quote unquote work on and afford them <laughs> and modify them is let alone a different story yeah when they're uh, not rusty yeah exactly <laughs> um yeah like it just how it started it just kind of just started with meeting people mm-hmm. i think and then just went from there i've owned too many cars in three short years four short years yeah I've, oh my god i two miatas two golfs and a land rover <laughs> that last one i should forget it's all over the world this is all over the world it's german british and japanese yeah and now you currently own two miatas currently so own two miatas miata yeah. if you don't know what it is yeah. It is the the best selling sports car in yeah. the world. Miata is always the it's answer. A, it's a <laughs> Mazda. It started production, I think, in the late eighties, eighty nine. Nineteen eighty nine. Eighty nine was the first year, yep. and they make them to this day. They're on the fourth body style, fourth generation. Mm-hmm. They're still making them, and people from all over the world love them because they're lightweight, balanced, and really fun to drive, and they're cheap. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, not so much. They're hard. The older ones are becoming vintage, but. So Ryan, because he loves uh, old cars, has two Miatas, not one. (laughs) He has two. I I didn't want, okay. I didn't want to buy another Miata. Mm -hmm. The reason why I bought another one is because I I had a Land Rover situation. Yeah. Where I sold my (laughs) Golf GTI, which was a beautiful car. Yeah. I sold that for a Land Rover because I wanted to do more camping and off-roading stuff. That ended up turning into tearing apart the engine and rebuilding it. Was it just like in it head gaskets, spark plugs? Bad. It was bad. Okay. It was bad. <laughs> like radiator, like water, all of it. It was it was a lot more than I was expecting. I should have listened to my other friends. Um, but yeah, I had to sell that because I, I got it rebuilt, got it working, sold it to a guy that came down from Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, all right, it's right before winter. I need a car that I know how to work on. They're cheap, more or less cheap. Yeah, they're cheap on gas. They got tiny engines. Cheap on gas. And yeah. I know they go through winter. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I'm going to buy a Miata. So I found this one in Pembroke. You bought it before they got expensive too, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, she want for the the red one that I have. I have two. I've yeah, like we said, I have two. I have a a white one and a red Mm -hmm. one. The white one's the modified one. The red one is the winter daily. Yeah. That one I found in Pembroke or Penawawa for. She listed it for sixty five. I pointed out all the crap that was wrong with it. (laughs) 
and then I got it down for like forty two. Nice. So I negotiated really well. That's cheap. Now it's compared. worth twenty thousand dollars. Well, I'm assuming like by the condition, it's actually not that bad. So I don't know. I sell it for like eight or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just ended up needing something really quick, and it's, cool. it's been good ever since. Other than past couple of weeks, ball mm-hmm. joints going out and yeah, yeah. I mean, all it is that, a thirty-year-old so. car after all. That's the thing. Like you, <coughs> at the end of the day, you're getting something that's old. Mm-hmm. Expect something to break. Very it's, well it's, made. Though. At the end of the day, it's not a perfect car. Mm-mm. It it came from the '90s. It's gonna have '90s issues. <laughs> yeah, just like us. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh man, wow. Just date- what are the '90s? Man, you just dated us real good. <laughs> '96. Um. So so yeah. Uh, check out Ryan's Instagram. His 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 nicer Miata. I guess he has a one for the winter, one for the summer. Yeah. The one that he has built for the summer is just beautiful. It's like wide body. Has Thank you. custom touches. It's just. It's a really cool looking thing and it's uh it's it's like i have a miata too so i love meeting other people with the same car just mm-hmm. to see how you built it and then you'll talk yeah. about how i built it and we can share ideas and all yeah, this stuff because like that car's a personality mm-hmm. right it like, is like how you build something or same with video and content work it's a however you create something it's how you express yourself yeah same with cars absolutely so. and then even luke was saying in in our episode how like what you wear is another way of expressing yourself and yeah that may not be true to all people some people just use they they pick clothes for strictly functionality and utility mm-hmm. but you know that's one way to express yourself if you curate your outfits but the cars are for yeah. me it was always a form of expression yeah uh because i you know i i've been developing my communication skills and i still find myself trying to improve them but Cars were a way where I'm like, okay, this is a testament of what I can, you know, put together with the resources mm-hmm. that I have. And here it is. And seeing the way you built your other Miata gave me a very good idea and understanding of how your brain works. Cause I'm like, yeah. if you can build a car to this and maintain a car to this, and you know, you're also dabbling, it gave me a good idea of how your brain works. And that's kind of mm-hmm. why I wanted to work with you. So yeah, no, and I, I cool. appreciate that. You're welcome. I, I really yeah. do. Yeah. Like I, 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 perceive myself as someone who's very detail oriented nice uh it, it, my car shows it mm-hmm. uh it's it's i don't miss really anything with it and if i don't like it i'm gonna fix it so it, it's the same with video content like mm-hmm. even anything i produce when it comes to video i i give it to the client and it's i'm happy with it and i know they're happy with it i send yeah. it off but i i know deep down there's something i want to change but there's a deadline and you have to go to it yeah. so like just gotta it, get it out there. you have to get it out there and you have to accept that you know you, not everything can be absolutely perfect because no one is no nothing can be perfect and yeah. then yeah humans are imperfect and that's why yeah. we get along because we're all imperfect and mm-hmm. i think cars are imperfect and that's why i love them because they're yeah. they're flawed like they can be flawed but then yeah. It can be great, but um, it's a sticky slope. <laughs> yeah, freaking, it's a nightmare. We won't, won't uh, bore you too much with, with more car stuff because we yeah. can make this entire. I mean, we could go on and on about car stuff. About but, car stuff. I freaking. Uh, oh man, I I love just driving and oh yeah, you know, pushing a car to its limits and pushing myself as a driver mm-hmm. to my limits is yep. is one of my favorite things in this world to do. And mm-hmm. a lot of what I do is motivated by driving. Yeah, like. A lot of the work I do is to, you know, enable me to be able to get back behind the wheel. And, wheel, and I'm in development of a race team, Pano Motorsports. Mm-hmm. It's an idea. 
But in my head, that's development for me. It, yeah. it exists. There's an Instagram page. And <laughs> I know. I've seen it. It's I follow coming it. <laughs> to life slowly. It's one of those things I got to like marinate for a couple of years and bring yeah. it into existence. But okay. the goal is to go full-fledged racing yeah. one day and have a full-on team and like yeah. race I'd like to do the competitively. Same. And like, just I mean, same. we're already working together, so who mm-hmm. knows? Anything <laughs> can happen, man. Anything yeah. can happen. I, I just, yeah. Every, everything, nothing is off the table. Everything is possible. Oh, yeah. It just takes time. And that's... Yep what i'm learning like the, the one thing i always tell myself not, nothing's going to happen overnight you just got to work for it mm-hmm. like it, it's it's like nothing's going to be handed to you no like like, uh, like now nowadays with like the gen z people they're like i don't know i want this i want that someone just give it to me or like i want a mm-hmm. e-class mercedes or like a c-class or whatever like my mom will get it for me but it's yeah. like my parents never bought me that my parents never bought me a car or phone or anything like that or anything that i wanted really to work like, for it like for an extent like mm-hmm. i was like being a kid but like like for anything expensive or something I really, really wanted, it's like mm. my parents taught me to, you know, work hard for it and you'll get it. Yeah. Right. It's like you can, nothing's going to be handed to you. No, it's, it's, it's tough. And like, I'm not, I'm not perfect either, but I find the society we live in is entitlement is something that's easy to fall into a trap. You mm-hmm. feel like you're entitled to things because of what you see others having. And, yeah. you know, you see all these examples of perfectly curated life and perfectly, perfect videos everything just looks so good on the internet mm. and like and then you're like crap i suck man like it yeah. t- takes me a week to make a video and yeah. like you know all these people are out here pumping out videos and like mm-hmm. it just the comparison is a killer and it's it's the the biggest challenge i face with with modern social media mm. consumption yeah. is trying to control and like hey i want to contribute i want to share what's going on I want to stay relevant and show people what we're doing and make cool content. But then I get lost. Yeah. I get lost in consumption. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you can relate to that or if you have yeah. any ways of combating that. Do you ever find yourself getting kind of consumed like, by all the, all the being a user? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the time. Mm-hmm. Like, like things with like TikTok and Instagram reels and all that. You can like mm-hmm. start scrolling. And we've talked about, you guys talked about this in the past episodes yeah. that you just get lost. You can just yeah. start scrolling and then an hour goes by. You're just, you're just like, okay, now what? Uh-huh. I just lost an hour of productivity that I can be doing for something else. Scary. And it, it's, it sucks. It's just how it is. And like, like for me to combat that, um, it's working with other people. Okay. Uh, if I'm like left in a room by myself with like, you know, like a bed, or like something really comfortable nearby, <laughs> or like a good like a cup of coffee or something <laughs> like that. I'm just like, I gotta take a good hour just to relax. And it's yeah. like it's it's not good. And like I, I I'm I beat myself up about it a mm-hmm. lot. Uh, but working with other people like you and the connections yeah. I've been making recently, um, it's been pushing me a lot more. And this past year has been a big improvement on myself when it comes to productivity and nice. uh, expanding my knowledge with working with others and you know other film sets and things like that. Um, so like for, for me com- combating all that is just stay motivated keep pushing mm-hmm. um and always think that if you stop uh it's just going to hurt yourself in the long run mm-hmm. so keep your head held high mm-hmm. and just keep going yeah because exactly. at the end of the day you know the only person stopping you and putting you where you want to be is yourself yeah right? always no one's battle. gonna no one's gonna stop you from what you want to do mm-hmm other than like other than other than yourself like yeah. like you're, you're the you're the worst person to, to beat yourself up with because no like other people can do it as well but you're always your worst critic and you just have to kind of forget about all that mm-hmm. because you know at the end of the day 
I feel like I'm like going on like a train of thought it's here, okay. but like I, I can like, I can totally <laughs> relate to those thoughts, and my my method is by just like yeah. not going on these platforms, like trying to wake up, yeah. and not go on my phone. Wake mm-hmm. up and just get some light in my eyes from yeah. the the sky. Not well, from do you my use screen. your phone to wake up in the morning? Not at all. You don't. Not even like oh, I. Smart. There was a time in my life where I w- I thought like waking up and full brightness was going to wake me up. But yeah. now it's like wake up and crank that curtain right open to the max and open my eyes and like feel the burn and sometimes eyes water. Yeah. And then another practice I've been trying to do is going outside within 15 minutes of waking up, mm, just okay. going outside and soaking in daylight, like Fresher. a freaking plant. I can relate to plants, man. Cause I love water. <laughs> love you need daylight. Some, you need some water. <laughs> I have some water. Here. <laughs> my girlfriend, Sarah calls me a plant because of how much water I drink. That's good though. But I just I like I I like water. I didn't yeah, like same here. It's it's yeah. it's one of the most satisfying <laughs> beverages, and I guess it, I would hope yeah. so because it keeps wa- us drink your water keeps right? us alive. Stay but, hydrated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, stay hydrated. But so um, we'll, we'll kind of I have a couple questions I want to ask you in regards to your process as a creative. I know okay. you've you've done some really cool video pieces, you know, telling stories of people and their mm-hmm. cars and some really beautiful cinematography and some oh, interesting <laughs> aspect ratios on YouTube that yeah. are like rectangular. Rectangular, yeah. You need to figure out how the heck you did that. <laughs> but um, what's your process for creating a story or creating a visual piece? Um, for me, where I can really get the ball rolling is music. Okay. I think uh, uh, Jared from Ajax, yeah. uh, he does the same thing. Music, when yeah. I, yeah, music. So he would listen to soundtracks from films is what he That's said. what I did when I was in high school. Really? Well, I would, I would, so cool. When I was grade 12, or, you know, it's, I still do it nowadays, every now and then. Um, but, like, you know, thinking of a new project, I'm like, all right, how am I going to kind of get this ball rolling? I think yeah. of, like, you know, listen to the Lord of the Rings soundtrack or, like, The Hobbit, which is, like, my favorite film series ever. Peter Jackson. I've never I, seen it. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Should I, I, should just, I should just get up. I leave. should leave now. <laughs> you can finish the episode. Um, yeah, no, no. Like P- Peter Jackson's films, you know, The Hobbit, those, all those soundtracks um, mm. from those. And just sitting there and hearing them really starts your brain rolling on what can really suit that. What type of style. Okay. Um, if it's like, you know, you know, futuristic or modern or, you know, medieval or things like that or mm-hmm. uh, Middle Earth. Um, to me, music is just something that can really expand your creativity beyond just what you're thinking. Uh, because if you're just sitting there by yourself in dead silence, it's going to be pretty hard to somehow bring some sort of creativity rolling. Um, so to me, like, you know, soundtracks or, you know, looking at inspirational photos online when it mm-hmm. comes to like, you know, Google search or, you know, search up a certain framing, there's one website, I forgot it's like a uh, frame shot or something. Uh, it, it's, it's like basically a website full of, basically screenshots from Screen, films film frames right Fil- yeah film frames. i think i've seen that website too. yeah and you could just see a frame from a shot and you're like okay that's exactly what i want to do for something yeah. like this what can match like what song can match that mm-hmm. like okay perfect like, yeah like once i have a song idea laid down kind of start going off that and like you know, okay now i start thinking of you know what type of actors or what type of genre it'll be and all that so yeah m- music's a big thing mm-hmm. um th- that's that's basically where i start most of my my work i, I go on art list every now and then yeah. I'll just like listen to stuff I'm like Same. this is awesome like like for one video on my Mount Media page the Carlos's Wide Body Beetle yeah I love that video a lot of that Such video was conceptualized and thought of and understood by looking at another video that I found online it was kind of the same style mm-hmm. uh, it was um, basically 
like a, a, he was filming cars. This guy is like does like car videos, but yeah. it's like very very cinematic and you know using a Tiffin Pro Mist to get the blooms and everything like that. Um, and I was like, I want to make content like this. Like this is literally the type of style that I want to start doing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, time to do it. So that for that video, I listened. I found soundtracks on Artlist that would match perfectly. Thought of camera angles, how I wanted to start with him walking up to the the garage door of the of the barn, and then I was like, sweet, all right, here we go. And then just kind of laid out, and it's it's done great. Mm. And that's just kind of how I start getting ideas. It's just looking at other people's content and how I can kind of not copy it, but turn it into my own. If that makes sense, because mm-hmm. like, I I I I personally drive towards more of the cinema cinematic. Cinematic. Like everyone says cinematic. the blanket statement the yeah. blanket statement but I get everyone it. says you, it like i i know i'm familiar with your style of that kind of yeah like it's like a moodier moodier aesthetic. and warmer i'd say like yeah. softer mm-hmm. yeah and th- that, that's what i like I, I, to me it's just it, it look it just looks so beautiful in my opinion yeah. like i don't Promis get me wrong are the nicest things so like, nice and i recently picked up a a, 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 a promise with nd built in Nice. I have it, it, I had, those are those are the NDs I use. The oh really? Are they the Polar Pro ones? No, this is a um, something effects. Okay. Uh, oh, uh, prism lens effects? No. Um, they, I think no. it was a. But I, I ND <laughs> mist is one of my favorite things to use outdoor. Oh, it's so nice. You don't have to stack filters then. Mm-hmm. And I always, I, for majority of the time, I always have a Pro Mist or some sort of mist filter on the front of my lens, mm-hmm. regardless of what I'm shooting. Can you Depending, explain what a mist filter does for people who may not know what it is? Yeah. Um, I know you know it, but uh, but um, basically what a promise is, it's a, it's a circular polar, not polarizer, but circular disc that goes on the front of your lens, mm-hmm. um, and it's basically has like specks all over it, or like dust, pretty much. Yeah. And what it does, it it softens the light going from outside into your lens, uh, and what it does, it takes all your highlights, uh, and your shadows, uh, and it kind of raises them a little bit. But it softens uh, the highlights a bit too. Yeah. So it softens your highlights and it raises up your shadows, so you have a bit more dynamic range. Um, but all the, like basically direct light into the lens or like on the, off the edge of your screen, um, will be bloomed out. So you'll get a really nice, like I guess not slightly dreamy. It is kind of dreamy. Kind of dreamy. Or it's, it's just not kinda... overly done. Like it depends on what. But stop that's you that get. cinematic look is that like yeah. it's not extremely tack sharp and. Yeah. Like everything is like I use mist to combat using photo lenses for video because okay. photo lenses are very sharp very lenses sharp. and I don't want an extremely sharp looking image like on mm-hmm. the Sony 7S 3 It's just like a very, very high resolution uh, thing. And I, I'll use mm-hmm. the ND mist to kind of soften that a bit yeah. and just make it like a bit nicer. But yeah, and then that's, that, that's the one thing that I didn't know it gives you more side. dynamic range. That's cool. A little bit. Yeah. Like if, bit. if you, if you put it like on and off in your camera, you can kind of see it, like maybe look at your look at the histogram. Yeah. And you'll see your shadows will go up just as little bit. It's not very much, okay. but it just, just a little bit. It'll, you bring your shadows up a little bit. So cool. it's helpful in some way in that, in that realm, especially if you're not shooting on like a, you know, 14 stop 10 bit camera. Yeah. Like it's, you know, if you're shooting on eight bit with, you know, like, five stops <laughs> like it's gonna help in some way but uh, yeah but uh, yeah like th- that's basically what a promise does that's it's, cool it's, it's just always in my arsenal mm-hmm. always. i like it <laughs> so that, so yeah you so you use the music to then inspire the the flow and like the unfolding of events and exactly you yeah. combine inspiration from other videos mm-hmm. with songs and you kind of then you create yeah video, exactly. right that's yep. cool yep. and i really want to i'm going to link 
some of Ryan's videos from his YouTube channel. The video with Carlos's beetle, mm -hmm. it's what, like a beetle from what, the 70s? Uh, yeah, it it's a... like a 1978, I think, or something. I don't exactly remember the date. Don't mm -hmm. quote me on it. Um, it's an old. It's, it's an old super beetle. Yeah. And the guy basically just, you know, took the car and he originally just restored it. Mm hmm and he was like, all right, like it's it's clean. And Carlos is his name. He's a great guy. He's so humble. Yeah. Um, and he was like, all right, I'm going to do something crazy. So he cuts the fenders, put crazy copper wide body on it, and then just puts nuts. a motorcycle engine in the back. Absolutely nuts. I'm like, all right. It's on air suspension. Yeah. And the too. shifter yeah. is a shotgun. Which is ridiculous. Which is like. just, or the, door, the armrests are <laughs> the shotguns. The armrests are shotguns, yeah. It's just, it's, it's just such it's one a crazy cool car. expression of, of his personality yep. and Ryan captured that like so beautifully. And it's mm -hmm. just like, it's a very pleasant film to watch. Even if you're not into yeah. cars, it's just nice to see the, to learn about the story of, of, of a, of a man and his old ass beetle. Yeah. Exactly. And, just, and like, I, I would change a lot on that video now that I look back on it. Like, you know, I, I have a lot more gear now that I could use to fix all the things that I had. But I, it wouldn't be what it was if you had well, all the gear. Exactly. You know? Yeah. It wouldn't be, you know, what it turned out to be. Yeah. Uh, like like yeah. Justin said, like, uh, he likes to, like, he's at a point in his career where he can, in theory, buy any piece of equipment he wants. Yeah. Like he, but, but he likes to be in a situation where he has less so he can mm -hmm. be challenged by that. And I think yeah. if at the time maybe you had all that gear, you may not have done it the same way. Well, exactly. Like, like it. When you, when you have, like, I think I possibly said, the, the less gear you have kind of pushes you to go expand what you can do. Yeah. Because you're, you, you're now limited. Like, if you're given an Ari Alexa mm -hmm. and all this audio gear and all these expensive $40,000 lenses and all that, you can, quote unquote, make a good video. Yeah. But it, you need a lot of experience behind it. But if you have a less gear, it pushes you to use what you have and in, in ways that you wouldn't be able to compared to if you had all this other gear that can make you do it really easily. Yeah. Like, you got to struggle a little bit and exactly. be, be limited. I had a professor in university who would always say in his British accent, struggling builds character. Yeah. And that just like glued into my mind because mm -hmm. every time like I'm, I'm in a situation where I'm like, Oh, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm tired. I'm busy. I'm mm -hmm. stressed. I just, you got bills. You got this, you got, there's just a multitude of just things that you're like bogging you down and you feel like you're really struggling, but then it, it, it kind of really does build the character. Mm -hmm. And if, if I, I always try to hold the perspective of like my parents, for example, mm -hmm. who grew up uh, in Lebanon, they were born and raised in Beirut, Lebanon. And that was a very turbulent place. It was not as life wasn't as easy as mm -hmm. it is in North America. And knowing the things that they went through to get to where they are today and have built the family that they did, I look at that as a perspective and I'm like, what am I stressed about? Yeah. Like I have everything I need. There's a million opportunities at my fingertips. All I got to do is just buckle down and work for yeah. it. Like to so do it. Yeah. yeah. So struggling builds a lot of character. Oh, absolutely. That was like, the worst class I've ever taken. <laughs> it was called econometrics. I studied economics and mm. this was just like, I'll tell you, I didn't understand a freaking single yeah. thing. If it wasn't for the bell curve where they take the average and boost everyone's grade, I wouldn't have passed. I think I got like a D in that class. Oh, man. Ridiculous. But, but look what you're at now. Like, look what you're doing now. <laughs> Talking I mean, into a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it's that. better than being a, like, you know, stuck behind a desk. No, for day. sure. I mean, right? all, all power to, like, I, I still, I admire people who, you know, 
get up every day and and go to a nine to five Mm -hmm. and get it done and they do it week after week after week because like i can't i don't even think i could do that like i don't think i have that much ability to wake up at the same time every day and and do that it's i do that challenging and it's i don't like it's you know i'm used to it but like Mm. i want to stray away from it like like believe me that what i'm doing is fine but i want to do basically you know my i want to be my own boss that's yeah. that, that's the end goal is to do my own thing and mm-hmm. making the connections where that's you know lo- looking like it's gonna be possible within like you know a couple months or so possibly yeah so absolutely yeah man. you just but, gotta you just gotta leap and like for anyone listening and oh yeah i know our audience is let me know in the audience who like what do you do i'm just curious like the i guess the demographic yeah but i, I from what i understand there's a whole range of people that listen to this podcast which is really cool um, but I'm just curious, like where, mm-hmm. what people are doing, what are you working on currently? And, uh, what are you looking forward to? And what are you looking forward to? Are there any projects that you have worked on recently, Damn. uh, or things that are coming up that you're excited about? Um, I'm trying to think of this. Oh, uh, okay. Well, I mean, you're doing some music videos. Stuff, yeah. I've been you? doing some music videos recently, uh, with another creative guy who mm-hmm. maybe he'd be interested in coming onto the show. I'll have to ask him, but he's from Toronto. So okay. it'd have to be like when he's shooting here in the, in the, the studio that yeah, we, yeah. We, we shoot at. Um, his name's a- uh, Andrew McClendon. Okay. Uh, AMX Visuals, for example, for his business name. Um, but yeah, like he's he basically shoots like a lot of music videos. He does some wedding stuff in the summer, but yeah, uh, he does a lot of music videos. He's done a music video with Alicia Cara uh, last winter, I think, uh, which was pretty cool. Um, and I got in contact with him. I know him for a while because I known him when I got in the car scene back in 2017. He was also there in, in 2017 into cars with. Well, he was like kind of into cars. He never really oh. modified anything, but he was there with his gimbal. Like filming stuff like like so I was very likely seen him. But you don't know you who probably have, yeah. And I I seen him and I'm like, oh, that's cool. And I talked to him a little bit every now and then and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then over the years, uh, this past summer, I finally started working with him. So now I've been doing basically working as a first AC mm-hmm. on his shoots. So setting up the red, that's cool. Uh, tearing it down, changing it over to shoulder rig, you know, easy rig, uh, all that stuff. Back to gimbal, um, back to shoulder. Oh my back god. To gimbal, <laughs> That's a lot of work. Like it's, it's good. It's good. It's it's good experience, experience though. though yeah, I, exactly. It makes me more confident to go on bigger sets, mm-hmm. to be in a first AC, you know, focus puller, things like that. So that, that that's what I'm really grateful for mm-hmm. what he was able to do for me and finally bring me in. Yeah. And I'm still doing more work with him. I think we have another shoot possibly coming up soon back at the studio here in Ottawa and Greeley. Um, that studio is Leah Studio. Uh, light is art. That's a that's a cool space. It's a great space. It's like a full sound it's, stage. It's a full whatever. sound stage, full lighting grid up on DMX lighting, all colors you need, everything. They they'll do a video wall too. It's a beautiful place. That's nuts. Um, the guy is the guy is wonderful. Like the I owner think, of the studio. Yeah, Rob, I think his name is. That's cool. Uh, from what I remember, yeah, I had great no guy. idea until you told me about that. That's yeah, like, and like so many things in Ottawa that are I didn't even very low key. No that, joke. It's literally on a barn. Like yeah. like it's it's like it's on a farm. That's so the guy cool. doesn't own the farm. He just rents out the building and he built his. Thing. I'm like holy crap like you wouldn't expect that to be out there and like he does a great job yeah. so um but that's the thing you don't there's all there's so many places that in the city you don't know about yeah. until you start meeting other creatives so that's why i started working with andrew mm-hmm. uh and so i've been doing a lot of music video stuff lately um affinity productions out in carp i finally got in contact with them nice uh and i'm on their roster for freelance workers and i ended up landing a gig for some sort of job in june so Sick. that's that's good i'm kind of looking forward to that mm-hmm. that's like a full week Nice, of work dude. and it's that's gonna be i think it's like a full film set or something like that yeah i, I gotta get more info on it but that one i'm looking forward to um more music videos of course and then some of my own projects uh i'm still kind of working on things 
um, there's a lot going on. There's another guy in the car scene we might start working with. Nice. The Pantheon Garage I told Sick. you about. Yeah. Um, doing some video stuff for their YouTube content. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Just yeah, keep building, been, man. I've just been you lay it brick. You see this wall? The bricks were laid from the oh, bottom it's, up. It's, that was how I. That's how it would get me through yeah. weeks. And I, I mean, I'm not saying like I made it, but like I'm, I'm definitely further along than I was a, three years ago. But yeah. it, what yeah. got me through the grinding and the seven day work weeks was mm-hmm. I'm laying the bricks, foundation. I'm building a foundation, brick by brick by brick, and oh, yeah. and I'm just you slowly go up, and you know you every note so often you take a step back or take a step away, and you look at you know what you've accomplished and stuff and i find that's kind of fuel to keep going and oh yeah for sure uh, you just obviously the scary thought is like is this sustainable is this feasible can i make a living but i find the more you focus on how can i give an excellent service how can i give the best work and and be the best possible uh operator or whatever you're doing i find everything else just falls into place yeah Everything fig- it figures itself out, the yeah. other stuff. And it's, it comes down to, like, being a good business owner, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to have a good head on your shoulders. You can't yeah. just, like, slack off. And, you, you just know. have to be organized, man. That's oh, yeah. I learned. Like, organize everything. Every component of the business needs to be organized. The, mm-hmm. the money, the equipment, the emails. If you have an email inbox with over, yep. let's say, okay, let's say it's over 20 emails in there, and mm-hmm. they're not from just today. <laughs> You know, like if you have a, uh, hundreds of emails in your inbox, like it's going to be hard when a new one comes in to see that. Oh, yeah. You have someone emailing you. Yeah. Is that you? Oh, you no. Know? Okay. My email, my email is. <laughs> I see you looking there like, shit, that's me. No, no. <laughs> no, no. My email is so organized. Like you have your own folder. Anything yeah. that you send to me goes into there. Mm-hmm. And then same with Amex visuals and everything. Like it's, it's, I'm like, every time I see, I see my email every day and I always open it. I see if it's necessary to hold on to or not mm-hmm. and then I clean it up. Oh, you delete emails. I only started making email folders like oh, Well, I only ago. I only delete them if I know I need to delete them. Like I've never I need email I have like from you or my clients and yeah. stuff. I always have. You keep them, okay. Oh yeah, same with like invoices and things like that. Like I never delete. You always need them back up. So, yeah. That's cool, yeah. man. Um so here's a bit of a fun question. If you could shoot in any location with mm-hmm. any subject in the world, what would it be and where would it be? Johnny Depp in New Zealand. <laughs> Not <laughs> expecting that. Can you elaborate? One, Johnny Depp is a great actor. Okay. I Captain Jack Sparrow, probably like my favorite character. One cool. of one of my favorite characters on like cinema. Yeah. Like it's just the accent he does on it's just like it's, it's, I just I also love like pirate crap. Okay. I so. I, I I just I like it. It's so cool. Yeah. Like they build a boat out of wood. Yeah. Like like That's nuts. And they do that shoot you do cannons. that today it'll probably sink. Like <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um but yeah, like like just like he's just a good actor in like New Zealand mainly because of the Lord of the Rings series and the Hobbit cuz cool. that's my favorite franchise. Okay. So it's always been a dream to me to go to like Hobbiton and see that. So See the locations of the Yeah, so the like film? to film Captain Jack Sparrow running around and hobbiting would be like amazing <laughs> that's gold I've, I've been told once by uh, a friend who went to new zealand that it, it it's kind of like canada just condensed so like you okay. get all the great things of canada like forests oceans mountains yeah uh but it's all sheep. in a much smaller <laughs> all the fields but it's in a much smaller land mass so like yeah. you can get from the mountains to the like here if you want to drive to bc you're in for a four-day drive or whatever oh 12 day that i've done it thousands of kilometers <laughs> depends how it's far it's really far oh it's crazy it's a yeah. six hour flight it takes 24 hours just to get out of our province <laughs> yeah it's nuts like i i went to british columbia for the first time 
after living in Canada for many years, I went there for the first time late last year and I was just like, it was great. Eh? I, I forgot that I was in Canada. Yeah. Like completely. It's, it's we were up in the mountains yeah. we met some people and I was like, yeah, I got to Yeah. I'm licensed to fly drones in Canada. Then he's like, we're in Canada. I'm like, oh, so I'm You're licensed right. to fly drones. Oh, right. <laughs> we haven't crossed the border yet. I just, I forgot, but it's, I've heard New Zealand is kind of beautiful in that sense. Yeah. You get all of it, the coasts, the, Yep. The Rocky Mountains, the it's really, snow. It's really rainy there, apparently, which I'm fine with. Like, mm-hmm. I'll take rain over snow any day. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't care. It's t- it also looks nice on camera. Yeah, you know, like, dark and moody. Snow is, exact. I love dark and moody, love but, like, snow. snow is always overexposed, so. <laughs> it really is. You look at your Instagram, you just it is. I, I had Yeah, like, I, I had to shoot interior photos for some jobs uh, where I currently work for, yeah. like, a renovation we did, and, like, you know, you have to do an exposure stack to get exposure inside the house, right? Compared mm-hmm. to what outside is. Meanwhile, you have to stop down like, you know, eight times to get all the snow to be at least exposed in some way. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I take rain. Nice. Yeah. So a rainy day with Johnny Depp in New Zealand yep. with a sheep. Yep. Nice. Just, just hold his hand and go for a Dumb. stroll. I can already imagine <laughs> him just, just frolicking around and That'd be great. running after him with a gimbal. Exactly. Or he does a little like Captain Jack Sparrow like run that he does. <laughs> Johnny, come back. Oh, Johnny man. Depp, if you ever listen to this podcast, please, please oh, help us make this happen. Oh, that'd be amazing. And uh, yeah, man. I just, I'll pay for your plane ticket too. <laughs> no, no, please don't. Make, no, you pay for our plane ticket. You're Jack Sparrow. That's true. Get yeah. some gold from your pirate ship and fund this trip. <laughs> Um, yeah, I really was not expecting that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I was oddball. expecting like a, like some sort of tropical car location. What? Oh no. Some, well, like Monaco or something. I don't know. I was just expecting like a car. Yeah. No, but no, that's cool. Like cars are cool, but like mm-hmm. they don't talk. <laughs> that's yes, the thing. Do. Well, yeah. In, in, in certain, <laughs> in other ways and other, like, like <laughs> their engine does. Yeah. yeah. That's funny. Um, so what do you, what do you want to see? This is a bit of about the creatives. Is there anything you want to see for the creatives as a show? Is there any, hmm. anything that a good question. you, you look at the creatives, you're like, oh, that'd be cool. Or guests. I'm just curious. Uh, well, obviously more guests, mm-hmm. like more different types of guests or like more other creators, people from different cities would be cool. That would be so cool. So like bring people like, you know, Andrew from Toronto. Yeah. He's, he has plenty of experience of doing stuff. Like he'd be really cool to pick your brain with. Yeah. Um, he's got plenty to talk about. There's a, I think there's a couple people in Montreal that are pretty sweet. So like mm-hmm. more pe- more interesting people. Not saying, not saying anyone on the show so far has not been interesting yeah. at all. Any everyone on the show so far has been absolutely, absolutely amazing. I've been I've I've loved every single episode. Mm-hmm. I can properly say I've watched every single one because I've edited every single one yeah. and at least heard it three times in a row. That's great. <laughs> um, yeah, getting the getting the listen counts up there. Yeah, <laughs> boost those stats. Exactly. Yeah, just listen to it on the work. <laughs> Um, which I do sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, yeah, more people, uh, like I know you did like different locations before Mm -hmm. you did like in a park with Francis. Yeah. Francois. uh, Francois. Sorry. My apologies. Francois. Um, but yeah, like, like different locations would be Outdoor. cool. I want to bring those back when yeah. it gets Obviously warmer it's, outside. It's like end of winter here. The, the part, I honestly, I love the outdoor set because it's, there's oh, it's no so lighting. Cool. Yeah. It's just, you just it's shoot just outside. Stick a camera on a tripod, yep. put the mics down, plug in the recorder and go. Yeah, there you go. So the, the only thing you have to deal with is just like if overcast changes yeah. and all that, which exactly. happened on the first one that you did. I think, yeah, there was a bit of clouds. Yeah, and like the, the color grade was and the exposure was great in the beginning. <laughs> and then it shifted <laughs> and I was changed. like... Oh, 
man, like I don't want to start changing levels as it goes along. But yeah. you know, that's that's the only keyframe in color. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so key in, just... bring in the highlights a little bit as it goes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Outdoor location. I got there was cool. good feedback from the you know the the mix and match of sets and. I, I personally like it. I find it's a cool atmosphere being outside yeah. and chatting. Uh, I also love shooting in controlled environments like we are today. Oh, a controlled studio. studio is great. This is nice because it's um, it's it's much more structured and, as mm -hmm. I said, controlled. So I can we can schedule a time to shoot. Yep. I can have it ready for the person to show up. And, and yeah. no one's going to be barging in and screaming or... But he's yeah. gonna be cutting the grass down the road over there, and like you're not dealing with weather too. Yeah, but, but like if it's gonna rain all of a sudden or something, exactly. which is nice, or a big gust of wind blows like you yeah, know, something blows down. Yeah, over. But we'll do it for sure. But, the, yeah. the outdoor stuff yeah. will be fun. That's that's cool to know. Yeah. Um, so I know tech is, you know, we're we're drowning in options for cameras. Oh my god, there's so much for gear, for lighting, for everything. So like, as things advance and continue to advance, where mm -hmm. do you see our industry of you know, video, oh, where do you see it going and where do you see yourself in it? Man, well, it's, it's getting pretty in depth. Mm -hmm. I want to say, uh, especially with like, you know, past episode, I think with AI conversation, yeah. talking with Mike about that. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. it, AI is getting so ridiculous. It's like it's you, pretty handy though. Yeah. But you can get it to write your LinkedIn profile if you really want to rate your LinkedIn No, or write, write a profile, like write a LinkedIn profile, like any oh profiles gosh. now, which is crazy. It's like, yeah. like at that point, like, you know, it's, we're kind of losing jobs at that point. And mm -hmm. it, it kind of puts us in a sticky situation too, because since we make creative visual content, when it comes to photos, especially, you can easily go onto an AI site and search up, you know, I want Ramsey sitting on a horse with a sombrero and th <laughs> throw that on. Yeah. And you're going to get that. And it might be pretty accurate if you give it a reference photo. That's crazy. Which is insane. But there's also some like, like controversial and potentially harmful implications yeah. of being able to create any sort of image that way. Yeah. It's yeah. just, it's, it is scary. It's really scary. And like, like, the AI stuff doesn't concern me too much because mm -hmm. one, I haven't really dabbled into it. I don't really plan no, to. It's useful. There, um, there's a really cool one where you can upload to Adobe. It's an Adobe thing where mm -hmm. it'll take like just shitty cell phone audio mm -hmm. and make it sound like these microphones. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, like that's it cool. can just take crispy media. He's a creator. Yeah. He took audio that he recorded from a, a car of, okay. a, of a GTR, like revving up oh, and I then, think I've heard and then go like, doo, 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 like turbo fluttering. Yeah. And he put it in the AI and it was the, funniest like oh man it, it tried to, to turn to it into that. a human's voice oh really oh you have to send me <laughs> that it, just, it was just like ah just <laughs> started screaming <laughs> oh i need to see that now that's, oh, that's, that'd that's be great. great so where do you see yourself then like if where do you see yourself in the oh. future you know are you gonna fight this or are you gonna use it to your advantage uh like like fight the ai like not fight it like fight the technology in general. like are you gonna you know, stay old school and like kind of stick to your ways or you, um, do you want to, I want to adapt a little bit. Yeah. But I like a little bit of the old school style things. Yeah. Um, it's just, well, it's weird. Cause like when I was at a shoot today, mm -hmm. uh, a customer was like, Oh, it's like old school. You got the whole camera and everything. I'm like, as a, opposed to what? It's a Sony A7 III. <laughs> like, it's not really old school, but I guess so. But she what, a phone? But, yeah. She was saying like, I'm surprised you must have a phone. I'm like, Oh man, there goes like, like nowadays people just take you know google pixel ads lately yeah. of just like i you know don't use my slr but now i got a google pixel the phone like, cameras are nuts. which are crazy i don't have an android so that's just potato quality um but but yeah like i, I want to adapt a bit more okay but I, I like just a little bit of the old style things and you know mm. sticking to what the roots are nice uh because if you start dabbling into the 
too much of a complex side of things of like, you know, everything's wireless or, uh, you know, just the, the user interface is so advanced. It's just not necessary. Yeah. Like what happens just to an on switch and off switch and then like a quick dial. Yeah. That's all you need. Yeah. Nowadays it's like you need one app to control five other things to do one other thing. It's just like, it, it, it just, it's a little much. Yeah. And that's why I like the whole, you know, I guess analog side of things. Cause it's just simple analog. and it's, it's redundant too. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I love shooting on cinema cameras because they are in yeah. a sense, they kind of are analog with no autofocus, no stabilization. Yeah. And that's, that's what I like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, I, like I love it. shooting manual mode with manual with focus. focus. Just, oh, it's, so nice. it's, it's a, it's a thing that used to scare the crap out of me. I, yeah. My, my friend Felix, we worked together a lot and he would, mm-hmm. Like he would just like screw autofocus. It sucks, you know. Yeah. Like, and I was just scared. I'm like, but I need autofocus because my camera's yeah. on a gimbal. Or but then whatever. you realize after the fact that you have focus mm-hmm. breathing. Yeah. And your shots were ruined. And I was like, oh, yeah. Because when an autofocus misses focus, yeah. it's pretty horrendous. But when a oh, human yeah. misses focus, just by a little bit, it's you, you it's can, so forgivable. Yeah, you can you can fix it pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, but you could fix it. But like, if you pull the focus a bit too far and you you go off mm-hmm. the eyes and back on, if that's done by a human hand turning an actual focus yeah. on a lens, I find that that is way less distracting than like oh a, my god, yeah, like back and forth autofocus. Yep. Like all of a sudden everything goes out mm-hmm. of like out of, out of focus and it's just blur. Yeah, which is oh, I hate when that happens. Yeah, like especially when like you get back home, you <laughs> offload your footage and the two shots you took for for redundancy are both out of focus. <laughs> Because you want to do a backup. That's when the sweaty hands start. Yeah, exactly. Like you're like, oh, I'm shit. Doomed. I got to call a client now. <laughs> Which, oh, that's, those are the worst yeah. situations. But, but uh, regardless. Okay. got to own up, eat it, yeah, and exactly. just carry on. That's, that's the thing. No one's perfect. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like with, you know, all the autofocus stuff and where technology is going, it's just, you know, keep, keep it simple, stupid. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, that's what I like to go by. Yeah. Don't, don't make it more complicated than it needs to be. Yeah. Next thing you know, AI is going to be replacing all of us. <laughs> taking over the world i don't think that's gonna happen no because no matter what at the end of the day human human to human connection cannot be replaced by anything absolutely Uh, it can be supplemented it can be enhanced it can Mm -hmm. be you know all like it just it can't be replaced like these conversations and you know shaking someone's hand and giving someone a hug or yeah. high five, whatever it is, like just feeling so- and experiencing something together with someone like that yeah. can never be replaced. And I mean, I guess you can have like two computers talk to each other, but it's not the same. Yeah. Right? There's no, em- so boring. no emotion, yeah. or tone of voice and all that. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's true. And I mean, so as, as gear advances and as I progress, I like, I start not really caring about the gear. Mm-hmm. I, I like to, use or purchase and use quality pieces of equipment that are going to last that I only have to buy once because I've made Mm -hmm. so many mistakes of buying it cheaper and buying it twice or buying it three times and just like having a hard time. So, Mm -hmm. you know, there's so many options out there, but I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm sticking, I've been using my, my two main cameras. I'm still using them in this year and I'm probably going to still use them for the next couple of years as, yep. as time goes on. And yep. cause like it will come to a point where you're going to need to upgrade in some way. Cause at the mm-hmm. end of the day, like the well, thing is with 4K footage and 4K video, that's not going anywhere. Nope. Like 4K is now the standard pretty much. Yeah. And I don't really see any purpose to have your normal TV at home streaming at 6K. Like it's nice to shoot in 6K because you can, you it's know, you, you can punch not even in streaming in 6K. Well, that's the thing, not even streaming. It's just more the, the, the fact of the shooter and editing and post. Mm-hmm. Like it's just the redundancy of, you know, having that flexibility. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but you know with with it all like you know you're not using anything past 4k and like there is a limit on what your gear can do and you know people say you know don't gear don't limit yourself or like gear is not like everything mm -hmm. like it's not the gear it's it's the photographer behind it which is kind of true but yeah. at some point i think it was mentioned in a previous episode that gear does come into a factor yeah uh and at a certain level of yeah, of, yeah. i guess experience like if, if you've been in. shooting for six years, seven years, and you're shooting on a little point and shoot like mm -hmm. Sony or whatever, like if you bring it to a film shoot, you're gonna be yeah. like, that's what you're shooting on. Like, yeah, you may. They're gonna judge you a little bit. Yeah, sometimes like, you just gotta flex, set up every single piece of equipment you have, and oh, yeah. shoot on that point yeah. and shoot. Show you mean business sometimes. Like it's, it's, it's <laughs> that's true though. Like like yeah. you, you go on a shoot and you you bring out good gear and you do good content and you see what you have. Like all right, this guy's kind of serious. Mm -hmm. But if you're standing there with one tripod and a camera just mounted to it and nothing else, you're like, huh. Are we gonna hire this guy again? Why I don't are know. Five thousand dollars. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Where's my money going? Yeah. That's <laughs> no, funny. It's uh, a yeah. yeah, freaking gear. Anyway, don't yeah. try not to be limited by yeah what you have the tools you have it. because they do not matter. Mm -mm. And if you need something, you just rent it. Shout yes. out Origin Camera Rental. Hey, there you go. I love that place so much just because like there's so much you can you have. can rent <laughs> literally like the coolest stuff. Yeah. Like the coolest lenses, you know, $80,000 set of lenses mm -hmm. we did on a project. The, what is it? The Zeiss, uh, the Ari Ultra Primes. It was Primes. the Ari Ultra Primes. Yeah. We, we rented the Ari Ultra Primes and a Blackmagic Ursa 12K. And oh. we just had all this beautiful gear. I may have gotten a bit excited and rented That was more. a little overload. I think I went doing. a little over <laughs> what we needed, but yeah. it, was, <laughs> it was cool to have. It was cool though. Yeah. yeah. Like working with bigger gear. Like mm -hmm. it's fun. Yeah. And that project actually just wrapped up. We shot. Uh, yes, I watched we, that. We day. did an office tour for Accessibility Standards Canada, where we showcased all of the new standard of accessibility features that are going to be kind of mm -hmm. the baseline for federal government offices. And it was this whole series of videos we shot. Ryan was on the crew with a couple other guys, and uh, I'll drop that on. That'll be dropped on Pano Media's uh, Insta, mm -hmm. but that's besides the point. Um, Ryan, that was a that was a cool episode. It was nice to chat with you. Yeah, it was nice it was to. I, I, even though I knew you, now I feel like I know you more. Yeah, no, same here. Because <clears throat> like there, there, there's there's more beyond just what you know someone and what they do. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's nice to get in depth with that because yeah. you don't get that very often. It's the so. con. I love this series or this show because it's giving context. It's mm -hmm. it's breaking down that prejudice that like, you know, you may judge someone based on the things they put on the internet because you're yep. only getting. 0.5% of who they are and you're yeah. seeing what they choose to share. Mm -hmm. And I find this for me, it's helping me to understand who you are and who yeah. all these other guests are. And it's also for the people that watch it and you share it on your profile and then people who've seen your work will know that you're just a human too. And then yeah. you struggle with same things as they do. And you're just trying to find your way. And it's, it's, it's cool. And it's, um, I'm genuinely like humbled to have the opportunity to chat with mm -hmm. you and chat with, all the other guests that have been and all the other guests that will be on future episodes. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're going to keep, keep chugging along. Oh, absolutely. We're going to keep making episodes oh, at, yeah. at 20 there's episodes. There's plenty to come, plenty to come. And I, I like watching all the episodes like on my own mm -hmm. time while I'm editing. Cause yeah. like I get to see it before all of you, <laughs> which is kind of neat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then I get to learn about all these cool people that yeah. I can hopefully meet up with in, in the future. Next so. thing you know, I got people bribing you for like the pre-screening. You'll write. Yeah. And I was like, Hey, files. send me the link. Like send me the link. Send me the unlisted goes. link. I'm like, That'll eh, be funny. If it gets to that point where it oh starts getting like pirated, I'm just going to laugh. I'm like, this is great. Yeah. Yeah. We have, we have, been pirated we are <laughs> officially successful 
But we will have it, uh, the creatives mixer. That's just, I don't yeah. know. I, that idea is just stuck in my head. That will happen. It'll happen. Yeah. yeah it'll be fun. That'll be fun. Have yeah. everybody in one, one place. That and some sort of other sort of community uh, initiatives that I want to do, which involve more than just people on the show. Yeah. But just something where, where the creatives can further materialize into mm-hmm. into a community or just like a platform where people can just talk and stuff. Yeah. And yeah. Get to know each other and, you know, grow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, man. Really sick. So before we wrap up, I've got a couple. I've been enjoying doing these rapid uh, fire I questions. Know. I've been, I've been I don't know if you read long. them briefly from my notes. But no, I totally forgot you had the book. So. The book, the notebook. Yes, I prep notes, <laughs> and I best. go to all of your websites. So if you want to be on this show, just know that I'm going to your website, and I'm gonna get information from there because that's how I get to yeah. know about the things you do. But. Yeah. Fix your website if <laughs> if it doesn't work or if it's not renewed, renew it now. <laughs> Do it. It's it's just good. I mean, it's not for me really. I'm yeah. I may hire you actually. That's not true. It is for me. It is very possible that I will <laughs> hire you. Um. So, manual or automatic? Manual. Nice. Manual. Sometimes automatic though. Sometimes you need no. A you break. have to pick one. Some, man, manual all day, but sometimes your left leg needs a break. You have to pick one. Manual. Okay. Manual. <laughs> One or the other. Yeah. Rear wheel drive, front wheel drive, or all wheel drive. Rear wheel drive. Nice. Always rear wheel drive. Always, eh? Always. Well, I mean, all wheel drive is nice. And, like front wheel drive is just terrible. <laughs> like, but all wheel drive is nice to have sometimes, like in the winter. Yeah. But like any other time of year, rear wheel drive. Yeah. Even in the winter. Yeah. I, my Miata is in the win- is a rear wheel drive Miata mm-hmm. in the winter. Just both the, sides. The, snow. the amount of times I went sideways, and the amount of times cops have looked at me, I'm just like, I don't care. <laughs> it's so much fun. Bleep. Yeah. <laughs> Literally middle of an intersection. I'm just like full sideways and I have people staring at me. Well, you, I'm just going to say you have no choice. I have no choice. Definitely yeah. not on purpose. Yeah. Um, here's a fun one I like to ask everyone. Sunrise or sunset? Oh, man. I got to think about that one. That one's difficult. Because, oh, man, I don't like that one. You have to pick. I have to pick. Obviously, I'm going to pick. I th- Five, four, <laughs> three, two. Uh, sunrise. Okay. Because cool. I can sit outside, watch the sun go up with a coffee in my hand. Nice. I guess, yeah. That is, a, that's, it set is especially when you're camping. <sighs> so, yeah, sunrise outdoors after staying up all night yep. is one of the most magical th- in the summer, I might add. Oh, it's so nice. Because you have a cabin. Because it starts getting warmer and warmer and warmer yep. and warmer. And then yep. until you're like sweating and you're like, whoa. You're like, all right, now I'm awake. <laughs> but now I need to sleep because I just yeah. stayed up all night. Because the sunset does not look good because like for us, we're sometimes in a parking lot mm-hmm. and like you don't really get to enjoy the sunset because there's just a bunch of loud cars around. So it's like, it's fun, but like, you know, there's no water or like yeah. nearby. So sun, 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 sunrise. Sunrise better. in a bush somewhere. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Um, and then if you have to use one camera for the next five years. Man. Just one camera. This is one, camera. one single. Obviously, you can attach a lens and mount a monitor or whatever. Yeah, but you put but on the, the body itself. Yeah, you use one camera body for the next five years. Oh man, that's <laughs> man, that's a new one. I haven't heard that. I one know yet. this is coming out of oh, out of man. left field. There's so many though. That's the thing. There's so many. Like I'm, man. Does it video or photo, or can it be both? It's. I mean, it's going to be your only camera. So. Oh. Right. Yeah, it's got to. Uh, yeah, it'll help if it does the photo too. I haven't really used the camera yet, but I've held it in my hand from AMX Visuals. Has mm-hmm. it? Um, Sony FX3. Nice. The little new FX30. 
Yeah, FX30. The mid, sorry, yeah. FX30, not FX30. Really? That's the that's your choice. Oh, sorry, not FX, not 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 the FX30, the three, the three FX3, the full frame version. FX3, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the full frame. The, the Sony Cine. Yeah, because it's Cine it's it's designed for for video. Yeah, but it can also do photos. It's not driven for photos, but yeah. it, it can take photos. So I'm like, sweet, because I do a lot of video work, mm-hmm. but it, there's that redundancy to you know, I can take photos if I need to. So that's it. That'd be it. That's the one, yeah. That's that's the one. My choice would be this A7S three. A7S three, yeah. Just because it's just such a good hybrid. I mean, you know, there's a Canon equivalent, which would be like the R seven, which is just yeah. that camera's insane. But I'm just not equated. But yeah, that's okay. that's a good choice. Five years. I think this thing will go for five years. Oh, Easy. hands down. Still, I use uh, the F seven S three at work. That's nice. A, that's a beast of a camera. Yeah. Like, oh my god. A seven three or A seven three. A seven three. Yeah. Yeah. I, I use that camera. That was my first like big boy camera. Yeah was the a7 III and yeah. I used that for roughly three years funny okay. story that that camera used to belong to Julian my friend yeah I know yeah Julian. I think you know yeah. Julian 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 is uh he's an aspiring steady cam operator he works out in Toronto in the film industry but so he used to have the a7 III and he had a mini cooper and <laughs> his car caught fire literally the car caught fire like while he was inside yeah i saw the photos and and that a7 III which i still have it's in my bag over there was in the trunk of the car and like he was literally like gonna go try and get open the trunk to get his camera bag that's thousands of dollars worth of gear Mm -hmm. and it was like it was like a movie someone was like pulling him back like no you're not someone held him back literally from going towards the car holy crap it was on fire with the windows closed so it was about to like just go poof because of the pressure But thankfully, fire, fire people, fire people, firemen, whatever, fire humans came by yeah. and they put out the fire. <laughs> I don't know what to say anymore for pronouns. Uh, they came by and they put out the fire and they, they you know, the, the camera bag was in the it trunk. In the back, yeah. The fire stopped right at the back seat. Oh, you got lucky. And it was fine. Oh, and man. I still have that camera to this day and it is, it still is works a like C-cam. It is a backup cam, a vlog cam. And yep. it's, it is a gem, that thing. And hey, they work. So great cameras. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. yeah, that one's great. Hopefully, it's still on. I'm trying a different method of powering it out of yeah. a V mount or V lock. That should be fine. Externally powered, but yeah. uh, Ryan, that was a great episode. Yeah, Not sure great. how long we spoke for, but I don't know. It was it was cool to get to know you, and um, mm-hmm. I'm, I hope the listeners, you guys. Uh, got to know Ryan a little better and yeah. know the man behind the editing of the Creatives Podcast. If you want to reach out to Ryan and check out some of the work he's done and you know hit him up for for any of your projects, his information will all be down below in the description. Uh, again, this podcast is available on Spotify, Amazon Music, and Apple Podcasts and YouTube. And we're just gonna continue to to work on distributing it, you know, into all the social media platforms and just building it out to be more, but it is a side project and uh, it gets as much time as, as there is available. So I appreciate your patience. If, uh, if you're one of the people in the Instagram DMS that, I, that are waiting to hear back about scheduling a shoot, I promise I'm going to get back to you as soon as things settle. Cause um, this is a busy time of year for creating videos, you know, ramping up, getting ready for the summer, but thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you, Midnight Hour Studios. Thank you, Ryan. Absolutely, man. And, it was great. Uh, I had a great time. Me too. Keep being excellent. And if you can't be great, be consistent. And we'll leave you on that. Yeah. This time you don't have to think. They're like, shut me up at the end of the video because I'm sitting right here. Thank you to our editor, Ryan. Hey, you did it anyways. Right Thank here. you. I appreciate it. I did it that. anyway. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you on the next episode, everybody. Have cool. a great day. <laughs>